Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Mailbag Wednesday, or as Greg called it on Twitter, Whale Wag Wednesday. I like that. Rolls right off the tongue. Uh, We appreciate all the questions you've sent in. We've got a lot. We're going to get right to them. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. We've got our personal accounts, too, that are flashing on your YouTube screen. Speaking of the YouTube, make sure you smash the like button there. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. And on your preferred podcast app, hit that follow or subscribe button. And while you're there, you might as well leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And there's a new thing, Good Pods. Good Pods is pretty cool, too. So talk about us on Good Pods, and we'd appreciate that. Do they have well. uh, Good Pods on Good Pods? Some good, some bad. They oh. have ours, so obviously. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, Still figuring out good pods, but it seems like a good thing for podcasters. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would it's hope like, so uh, I, I'm still looking. To, there is Chartable, which kind of shows you like where you stand. And I know last week we were the number eight hockey podcast in America. Cool. So thank you to everybody who yep. listened. And that's just the podcasts. And then we got our uh, kind of company report. And this show is the fourth most popular show in the entire All-City Network over the month of May. That's cool. pretty So awesome. thank you to all of you Hawks fans for uh, being here with us, yes. celebrating with us. I wonder why it's gotten so popular. Yes, thank yeah. you also I to have the no idea. <laughs> Imagine yeah. what happens like during a Stanley Cup playoff run in a couple years. I can't years. wait. It'd be, uh, be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun to experience. It's going to be short off-season content for us yeah i'm looking forward <laughs> my, to it. my my wife was uh was we were talking the other day she was just like man like i love your summer schedule like you know your ho- your home your you know home for weekends your home most days and i was just like yeah enjoy well, it for two or three more years maybe it won't be this way all the time but yeah it's nice right now because around 2025 2026 that all yeah. season's getting cut in half and bring it on baby yeah sure can't wait hopefully sooner all right i know we got a lot steven so why don't we get right to them um Fire it up, man. Go ahead. All right. First question comes from Big Wags. For Wednesday Mailbag, who is your ideal salary dump target for the Blackhawks to acquire? Some examples. Brock Bozer, Anthony Mantha, Connor Garland, Josh Bailey, Barclay Goudreau, et cetera. Somebody read The Athletic. Should we go, <laughs> should we go left to right? I'm gonna, I, mine's Brock Besser because I think that he's what they need. He's good, mm-hmm. and it gets them up to 11. I think, that, like, I think he's yeah. a better player than Connor Garland a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's my, I mean, if they can make that happen, sign me up. I like Brock Besser, uh, for the same reasons, because that's going to basically come in a trade where you can get extra assets. Um, there'll be some moving pieces, uh, with Vancouver. And I think that's a guy that really insulates your top six with, you know, Reichel and, uh, and Bedard likely going to be there. Um, I do like Connor Garland though. Still, like, I don't think you have, I don't think the, the potential for Chicago and Vancouver to make a deal work. Um, for either of those guys, I don't think is, is, is a bad idea. Besser, more of the scoring uh, style winger than uh, Garland, a little bit more of a, of a, a jam type guy, uh, but still has some offensive ability. I, I think both would be good. Um, but, yeah, since you said Besser, I'll say Garland. And I'll wrap it up by saying both of those guys, either one. <laughs> either one of the Those Vancouver are the best guys. options, I think. Yeah. Yes. A, they're the best players on that list. B, I think Vancouver has the most to offer to sweeten the pot. They've mm-hmm. got some draft capital. They've got some nice young players if you'd rather have a prospect. Whereas some of those other teams mentioned, they're in cap situations that also accompany like very little things to sweeten deals mm-hmm. with. Um, so And I think a guy like I – would, I would prefer Boss, Bosser, but I would definitely take Garland. I think both of those guys – cannot just be stopgap players. Those could be guys that could be part of the rebuild. Yeah, they're and, not old. And, and like a guy like Boss, Bosser, who has not fully hit his potential yet in Vancouver for many different reasons, but yeah. if he can get to, you know, if he hits his full potential and plays consistently at that level, he's a guy that can be here when the Blackhawks are back in the playoffs. Yeah. So I saw a flash of it uh, uh, two, two or three seasons ago where I think he had 30 – flirting with 40 goals like he he really jumped yeah. burst onto the scene with them um this guy's great hair too not not a bad thing hey i like guys with good hair i don't want to be the <laughs> sorry guy. fellas i don't want to be the i don't want to be the guy with the best hair in the locker room all the time uh by the way just for for the sake of uh conversation brock Bester has two years left at 6.65 
Connor Garland, three years left at 4.95. So there you go. Well, bo- bosses, the, uh, the higher gives them more cap relief, so it probably means more, yep. uh, more a better sweetener. Uh, and that's a guy that I could, I would consider bringing back after the two years if he plays up to his ability. Yeah. Got a super chat from Brandon who says, uh, saw a Yamamoto article on Daily Faceoff. Maybe a guy who can be a later round cap dump, change of scenery type Is guy. Kyler Yamamoto? I'm assuming you're talking about Kyler? Yeah. Um, Edmonton? I mean, listen, if you can't put up big numbers and you get chances to play with Connor McDavid and Julian Dreisaitl, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, I don't know if a change of scenery is really helping you out that much. You got to play with two of the greatest players in the world and still failed to consistently put up points. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a couple years into his career, had plenty of opportunities to play with both of those guys. And yeah, didn't really light it up like Ryan Nugent Hopkins had one of the quietest 100 point seasons. I think you'll ever see in the NHL. Uh, so he made the most of that opportunity to play with those guys in the past few seasons. Yamamoto, not so much. Um, and, you know, far be it for me to to hold size against somebody, but a little undersized. And I think the Blackhawks are looking to add a little bit more size moving forward because some of their key parts are going to be, uh, as far as their forwards go, um, on the smaller end of things. Yeah, I agree with that. And, I'm again, I'm not the biggest you know, I'm not a big poo-poo of, of when a guy is small, but you right. can't have all small guys. Yeah, right. it's not going to work. And, you know, Bedard is not big. We all know Nazar is not big. Lucas Reichel is not the biggest guy in the world. I mean, he's got some height to him, and when he fills out, he might be average league size. You know, you, you eventually got to start getting some big bodies, and he's not one of them. Um, so, yeah. you know, if they bring it in, they bring him in on a one-year – you know, million dollar deal, fine. Won't be mad, but I just I don't see much there. Yeah, nothing that moves the needle a whole lot. No, you can you can use that money and bring in a guy that might be more uh, uh, desirable at the trade deadline, where sure. you can get more out of it. I don't think unless he has this amazing suddenly resurgence breaks out, yeah. getting away from Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl has held him down all these years, yeah. and he breaks out. I just don't see. I would rather bring in a veteran guy, a proven guy with playoff experience that you could trade and get something for. Well, I heard, uh, by the way, Yamamoto has a year left at 3.1. Then he's an arbitration-eligible RFA. So keep that in mind. Uh, I heard IDO on the Blackhawks Talk podcast, and he was at the end of the interview talking about how, you know, when you have a young rebuilding team, you want to bring in some veterans that are going to come and be a good influence. And it surprised me. He brought up when the Hawks brought in Marty LaPointe, which if I remember correctly, that was kind of a disaster. Like, there were stories of Marty LaPointe and Marty Havlat, like, coming to blows in the locker room. And, like, look, like, Marty Havlat's work ethic has always been in question. Mm-hmm. But the guy coming in and fighting a teammate is probably not the greatest thing either. I don't care how bad a teammate the other right, guy right. is. You know, um, I don't know. I, I, I wonder about that. You've already got Seth Jones, who's been through a lot of what Connor Bedard's been through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's he's been through being a high pick and coming straight to the NHL, and that connection's right there. Connor Murphy's a great leader and a veteran. Jared Tenorti's a veteran. So, I think Tyler Johnson. sometimes Tyler you Johnson's only have to look at – Tyler Johnson's a great example. If Tyler Johnson was a free agent, we'd all be like, what about Tyler Johnson? Right, That's yeah. a guy who's won cups, and, like, <laughs> he's already here. Yeah. So, maybe we don't need to reinvent the wheel with that whole a, thing. And he's a smaller guy that can give Bedard a little pointers on how to survive how, as a and, smaller and guy. And how to play a bigger game as a small yep. guy. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. I think a lot of the – a lot of the veteran help, the veteran influence is already there for Bedard. I don't think you need to go in and bring in a bunch more of those guys. Yep. All right, let's go. What's next? Number two. All right, oh this boy. is another one from our Discord. Saw this on Twitter. What would you guys think about taking on Ben's contract two years for Logan Stankovin? Think what? Bickle deal. In all likelihood, not going to happen, but all I'm saying is having Stankovin, Bedard, and Cristal on the same team would be pretty sweet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, how, <laughs> what, what the hell? What do you want? <laughs> what? I mean, yes, sure. It would yeah. Be. <laughs> Kraczynski, number one How fan. is this happening, though? <laughs> what I, my, can you please ship us a, vo- a, a bottle of the edibles you are on right now? Good golly. Uh, uh, yeah. 
I, the, I don't want to take on Jamie Ben. The stars aren't going to trade Jamie. And they're ben. not. Yeah, they're not going to. No. Jim Jim Nil is going to take a deep breath and say, "Okay, didn't end the way we wanted to. Didn't end the way Jamie Ben did. You know that was a disaster." But he still scored thirty three goals yeah. at thirty three in the regular yeah, season. It, he has been really good for guys like Rupe Hints and. Jason Robertson yeah. and those young core, you know, yeah, he didn't show great leadership in that Vegas series, but he's shown great leadership Re- outside of that series. Recency bias shouldn't equate Jamie Ben to Brian Bickle at the end of his turn. Well, yeah, and, and look, not even Pete close. DeBoer said that he's like, let's not let this one moment define Jamie Ben's right. great hockey career. Sure, you know what I mean. Like, I, I think that's a little bit unfair. Like, it was a horrible decision and a horrible moment. Moment he got his punishment. He's not like a Jacob Trubo where he's doing it over and over or a Tom Wilson where he's doing it over and over. For a guy who has had as physical a career as Jamie Benn has had, he's got a pretty good reputation. You know? I mean, sure, sure there's moments, but when, you play, when you're a power forward and you play physically, not every hit you're going to make is going to end up clean. Sometimes you get a little pissed off and do something dirty. It happens. Like, look, everybody here loves the hockey player Jeremy Roenick. Roenick went over the line all the time. Right. Right. I just don't think that we should now be writing off Jamie Ben because no. of one real bad moment. And, in the, and the stars are not going to give up Logan Stankoven. No, for no, no, they're and not we, not for anything besides uh, a ransom. He would immediately the, become the Hawks' second best prospect after Bedard, and by a huge margin. Right. I mean that's a that is a mega prospect. Yeah, that's not happening. And no. like we talked about it yesterday on yesterday's show. Look, breaking down the stars, they're not in salary cap trouble. No, not they're really. not. They still can be. They could still if with if they like the contract they may want to move is maybe Ryan Suter, uh, um, you know, because they've got Thomas Harley looks like a guy that's ready to take that next jump. Mm-hmm. Their young core is locked up, yeah, at affordable prices. So like they, you know, I don't think they're in trouble that they need. So to I'm move looking at it now. Man. They've got seven million in ca- uh, seven point three nine four in cap space. But that's with one, two, sorry, three, four, five, six, seven, eight couple forwards guys. under contract. Delandria, uh, Dodonov, Domi, Glendening, Kiviranta, Olafson, all free agents. Damn, uh, actually, no, that was gone. wrong. What am I talking about? Sorry. Delandria, Dodonov, Domi, Glendening, Kiviranta, and Olafson. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your free agents. At forward, Joel Hanley on defense, uh, Dylan Wells. In goal, <laughs> and then they've got some some no lower hit. prospects. Yeah, that they're are free too. They, they yeah, they're not in a bad spot. Plus, part of the reason the stars got to where they were this year is their depth down the middle. Yeah, you remove Jamie Ben, who's taking those minutes? You just you're not going to yeah. create yourself a major hole because the guy had you know a, a one bad meltdown in a playoff series. A Pudwackian moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it would be it'd be silly for Dallas. The Jim Nill is not a uh, guy, a knee jerk reaction type general manager. He's one of the most patient general managers mm-hmm. in in the league, and then that's why it's paying off because they draft well, they develop well, and they don't make they don't get trapped into bad you know yeah. rush judgment type decisions. Yeah, we said it the other day where you know I, I think it was you, Greg, that. The, the, his GMing is allowed as the Sagan and Ben careers start to go down. Robertson and the others are arriving, and it's like really just keeping them level. And that's that's, very, that's very how you're supposed to do it. Do. Yep, and, very and, hard to do. In a hard cap league, that's that's nearly impossible. And so. eventually throwing Logan Stankoven into that group. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, you got Wyatt, yeah. Wyatt Johnston. Wyatt Johnston. Is, is a, like yeah. they've they they're going to be a really good team. Their, for a their while. Win, their window is going to be open. Yep. for sure. Long after Jamie Ben's contract is op- is over, you don't need to trade it. All right. All right. All right. Let's get to what this one's, uh, this episode's named after. When should I get my Connor Bedard jersey? After the draft, or should I wait for him to be named captain? Well, those patches, those C patches can be added on at any time. Yes. So very, you don't need to wait till he's Very captain. easy to go and get one from your local hockey store for the $3. S- the <laughs> second you see the commercials after the number one pick is made, go get it. Mm-hmm. I have a rare Taves non captain jersey. And that could be you just telling people, like, I had it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a status symbol. It'll also be the last, uh, the last of the Adidas line yeah. before Fanatics takes over. So if you have a Bedard Adidas jersey, um, like the one we have on set, it's going to be uh, you know a relic of time. It's like having those, uh, what is it, the, the RBKs? Yeah. It was like the first line of the, of the Reeboks, where, and then before it was 
spelled out Reebok. Uh, yeah, it's like one of those. So, and I, I like the Adidas. It's the first time I've seen like an authentic Adidas like up close and been able to hold it and like put it on. They're pretty nice looking. They, they are nice, yeah. vivid colors. The stitching is great. I kind of like the the venting on like the shoulders and the, the underarms. They're nice yeah. looking jerseys. I so. just I just wish they were what the players wore. Yeah, they're just a little bit different. But what do yeah, you? I don't know do? why that's so difficult. Just give us what the players wear. <laughs> well, I think that I think that the difference there is if you want what the players wear, you gotta up Cost, the price a yeah. little bit because because Adidas Authentics were more affordable than the Reebok Authentics by like eighty, ninety, almost a hundred bucks. Um, but I don't think you again. Hockey jerseys don't need to be that expensive. True, it's a whole different discussion. All right, what do we got next, Stephen? How soon will Connor have a number with us on the day he's officially drafted? Uh, he, it's. I mean, I know he wore sixteen with Canada, but those numbers are just kind of assigned. I, he's worn ninety eight. Yeah, I don't think it's not going to be ninety eight. Yeah, it's gonna be ninety eight. Yeah, and and usually like they'll announce like the draft classes numbers pretty quickly after the draft, like a day or so. Well, if we, if, if, if development camp, if they put out a roster for development camp, usually it comes with numbers and those are yeah. usually the numbers that those players Sometimes will yes assign and no. in, uh, yeah. in, uh, for the NHL, but because they won't have ice for development camp, I wonder if they release a numbered roster. Listen, uh, Connor Bedard jerseys are going to sell like MFers. They're going to mm-hmm. put a number on this kid as soon as they possibly can. For sure. They'll they, be available the second he's drafted. They want to get those in the Blackhawks store by the time he walks off the stage mm-hmm. in Nashville. I'm sure they have already talked to him and said, hey, Connor, I know we haven't drafted you yet, but what number do you want? Right, we right. need to start printing these now because they're going to be the highest selling jersey they've had and s- in, in about a decade. And number 98 is available if he wants it. He'll have it. Be like, be unique. It's no problem. Yeah. Be the first '98 in Blackhawks history, and probably the last. By the so. way, a lot of people like, oh, I'm trying to buy it on NHL.com, and it's not letting me. They're not find allowed to, a yeah. local jersey maker. They're all over the place. They'll make you a Connor Bedard jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's I one mean, right you there. Can, you I can, mean, you if if you really want to, you can get the Adidas blank and get the numbers stitched on. Yeah, but I mean, most know, most jersey shops will have. Blank Hawks jerseys in stock and the Hawks numbers and, numbers. and letters and yeah. can do it for you. Yep. Absolutely. My friends, uh, Triple Threat Sports, they can do it. They're yeah. capable. There's lots of places that can do it. But, I mean, you can also support a small business that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's that's the, that's the way to go kind of always. Um, I know it's not an option for everybody, but, you know, and, go for it. And the online, the official online shops are not allowed to sell them yet because he's not a player yet right so yep there's also city sports lettering on oak park avenue and i believe it's either tinley park or palace heights and they, they do a great job too i think for a while they actually did the hawks sweaters for a while oh yeah for a few years that oh, was their official uh nice. jersey maker so yeah yep it's out there if you look if you know who to call <laughs> yep. and which wheels to grease <laughs> All right, Stephen, what's next? All right, a non-Bedard draft question. What? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, we got one of those. What's the point? Hey, crew, would it be possible if Davison does end up swapping 19th for 11th with Vancouver, could he move further up with the uh, trading the 11th pick? Would be more enticing for teams like Philly or Caps, and please target Oliver Moore. So trading 19 for 11 and then 11 and to then get higher. I mean, it, it, it takes two teams to make a trade, and I think if you, if you, gotta, if you, if you move up, as the Blackhawks from 19 to 11, I don't know how many teams from 2 to 10 are going to be uh, chomping at the bit to help you out to get higher in the draft at their expense. So I think if you if you get to 11 with Vancouver, however you, you know you want to try and make some sort of deal there, that's probably as best as you're going to do to get up into the in the first round with that 19th pick. I know the idea of Getting into the first round a third time is possible, but that's not going to come until, you know, the, the, the 20s or, or so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at, at 11, options are open. Uh, I, I think, you know, we've all talked about Gabe Perot potentially at 19. If they're there at 11, like maybe they guarantee they get him if, if he's a target of theirs. Um, I think one guy that in that range, I know the question asked about Oliver Moore, um, He's, he's definitely a, a, a great option, was one of those, you know, U.S. development team standouts. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's there, there's a lot on the table uh, if you if you go from 19 to 11 that wouldn't be there uh, in in those picks. And, and I know Andrew Cristal is is a you know I, I know he was a young teammate of Connor Bedard's, a good friend of his. Like I I don't think the Blackhawks will uh, take that into consideration when drafting. It doesn't hurt, but I don't think that they're going to. Uh, but Cristal on his own is a good player, so he could be there as well. And, you know, we've, from what we've learned, you know, that the Blackhawks have kind of been focusing on him a little bit more in their scouting. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I don't, like, if you can move up to 11, great. Uh, I don't see the Capitals looking to trade down. No. Uh, I think they are hoping that Mitchkoff makes that slide and he's there for them at eight. Um, yeah. They've got a team that, you know, you still have, you know, the focus there is obviously Ovechkin breaking the record, but he still has to score at a 40, 50 goal pace over the yeah, next couple help. of seasons to do it, which means, you know, hey, you got a shot at making the playoffs every year if Ovechkin's putting up 50. So they want to get another, and eventually they're going to move on from that. So you got to start rebuilding. I don't yeah. think they're looking to move down. I think they want to get themselves you know, a potential cornerstone player there. And Philly, same. I don't see them wanting to trade down either. They've got a new president, a new GM. I think they want to make a big splash immediately. And, you know, Philly fans might be excited about new general manager. And how do you kill excitement by saying, well, we don't want this top 10 pick. We're moving down to pick 19th. And but don't worry, we got all these extra fourth round picks coming. Yeah, like, that's not, not exactly. that's a yeah. way to kill some some buzz real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bijan says, would you trade Oliver Ekman Larson? Would you take Oliver Ekman Larson's contract for eleven straight up? I would not, because he's got four years left at seven point two six. I would take it if it was guaranteed he was going to be on LTIR yeah. for four years and not actually. Play. <laughs> if he's retiring, sure. I but I'm not that. taking up another defensive roster spot from a kid. No, I don't know. If he's not going to play, if he's going to be hurt for those four years, I'd be willing to do that. But no, we don't. I don't need a $7 million defenseman. I'd rather have all of our prospects come up, play together, and still make less money than <laughs> Oliver Ekman Larson would have. Yeah. yeah. Not even like half of what he's making. Yeah. Yeah. And Drawlex brings up uh, the Mitchkov thing. Says the thing I don't know is if the Caps 100% want Mitchkov. It's assumed because of Ovi mostly. I like Mitchkov, but maybe the character questions in Russian situation make him fall more than we expect. I just want to be clear: there are no character issues no, with Mitchkov. Not that we've heard. It's not character. It is. Uh, it is sure. It is purely the Russian factor and the uncertainty of whether or not he'll come yeah. and how far away he he is. He's under contract for what three more years? Right. Yeah. Yeah. In Russia, so and we talk- you gotta, you're, you're gonna have to wait. We talked with Stephen Wino, who is based in, in D.C. And, and knows the Capitals really well. And he said if, they're, if, they're, if they stay there at their pick and Mitchkov's there, they're not passing him up. Like, that's I don't see, and I don't, think, yeah. I don't think many teams should if he falls that if far. Alex Ovechkin makes a couple of phone calls to the Kremlin. It's amazing how quickly Mitchkov might get here. Sure. You never yep. know. Hey, I'll come and play in the KHL for after I break the goal record. Yeah. I'll play five years in the KHL if you get this kid over here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. there's ways. Yep. All right, what else we got? All right, Nate, in our chat brings up Cristal. We got a question about him here as well. In 2016, the Hawks took to Brinkett in the second round. He slid because of concerns over skating and size, but scored a lot. This year, it seems Cristal is slipping into late first, early second round due to skating and size, but put up massive numbers. Should we scoop him up at 35? 35, yes. Yeah, he's at up. 35. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I he mean is, the, he is slipping a bit, and the skating is a concern. Well, yeah, and like I think he said on this very show, if you can't skate, you can't yeah. be a Blackhawk. That's like that kind of yeah. contradicts, though, because we've heard a lot that they're very interested in him as yeah. well. Maybe it's maybe this it's could be a it, it's a it's a yeah, could be, um, and maybe it's something that maybe mechanically the skating is got to be fixed, and they believe that it can be fixed with coaching. If if that's if that's one that's that if that's one thing with the player. Um, that's one thing, but if it's you know if it's just strength, speed, uh, in in your skating, then then yeah, you know you're you, you might be, um, beyond you know you might be beyond what the Blackhawks are looking to do. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he if he's available in that in that early second round, uh, I think you the Blackhawks have a, a an opportunity to take a flyer on him. Why not? I, I still think he's going to be in the first round. 
the numbers he put up, his scoring ability, like that's that's hard to pass up for, for most teams. So I, I think if he's available, go for it. Yeah, but as another guy, 5'10", 165 pounds, I mean. Yeah, there's only there's only so many of those guys you can have yeah, on your roster. Yeah, I, I really think the Hawks are going to be targeting dynamic players with size after the Connor Bedard pick. Danny Butt. Danny Butt. <laughs> Danny Booty. Pronman rated Crystal at 68. One shy of being almost, a nice rating. Almost a nice yeah. rating. Almost the nicest yeah. ranking you can get. Almost. Almost. Hey. I'm trying to see if there's anything. Uh, I'm going to look at their new, a new report for him. Uh, why don't you guys do some reads while I do that? I'll, I'll tell you guys about pins and aces and uh, making yourself look good on the golf course. Uh, you're going to do that by going to pinsandaces.com and checking out their extensive line of golf apparel and accessories that is going to make you look great out on the golf course while your golf uh, golf shot slices right into the woods or the prairie like it did for me uh, this past weekend. <laughs> uh, Pins and Aces, they're the official golf apparel partner of all city and of us here at CHGO, making amazing polos, hats, golf bags, pants, uh, gloves, golf socks, accessories, uh, tees, ball markers, all that you need out there on the golf course and more, including the beer slash beef sleeve, the innovative product that allows you to store up to seven beers or about four beefs inside your golf bag and keep them cold or warm for the entire round. Go Again, go to pinsandaces.com. When you do, use the promo code CHGO. You're going to receive 15% off of your first order and get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com with the promo code CHGO. And while Pins and Aces has got you covered for all your gear needed on the golf course, if you're looking for some gear that's got your favorite sports teams on it, then FOCO is where you need to head to. You can get fitted and out in all the best sports gear around. They got everything from hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. And also, it's, it's very late spring, almost summer, but that means baseball season is upon us. Got both teams in action right now. Both our Cubs and Sox crew are here watching, getting ready for post-game shows later this afternoon. Since it's baseball season, you're going to go to FOCO, get yourself some Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. You want to decorate your home office? You can call on FOCO like they have done to help us decorate our set right here. They've got bobbleheads. They've got signs. They've got all sorts of stuff and things you can put in your favorite room of the house to make it even cooler than it already is. So check out FOCO.com or click on the link in the description below. (coughs) And a special deal for our lovely CHGO listeners, all pre-sale items you can use the promo code, easy for me to say, CHGO. For ten percent off. All right, so Andrew Crystal or Crystal, we're unclear on the name. He did slip from thirty-three in March to sixty-eight in May on Corey Pronman's rankings. Here is his analysis. Crystal is very talented offensively. He has puck on a string type of hands and routinely beats defenders with a stick handling. He has a highly imaginative offensive mind and very good vision with the puck. Crystal is so dangerous on the power play because of his skill but also his great shot as he scored a ton of goals from range this season. The concerns come down to his frame and especially his skating. He lacks foot speed for the higher levels and has awkward skating mechanics that are concerning for his NHL projection where he too often defaults into the 10-2 skating style, overly relying on his edge work. He doesn't shy from going to the net, but I wouldn't call him a high-compete type. He will need to score a lot in the NHL to justify his various risk factors, and while I think he can get games due to his immense offensive talent i have a hard time seeing him as a long nhl career type given his various risk factors mm. so there's a uh, cory pronman's take on andrew crystal so that doesn't sound great to me well i mean at 35 you think about it but i think in it, we're talking in the first round probably i'm not, not trading up to get andrew crystal no yeah i don't no. think you have to you probably don't have to probably don't have to i don't, probably don't take him at 19 either depending on who's on the board I mean, it, it certainly sounds like he's going to be there with one of those second-round picks. Sure, and look, every every prospect analyst has different thoughts and different guys, and this is probably the lowest you'll see uh, Crystal probably. ranked. Yeah, but Pronman's one of the most respected and the most plugged in, and if he's got him that low, that's a, that is a bit of a red flag for me, especially as you mentioned. 
The Hawks want guys that can skate. And if skating is a concern. If it's that big of a concern, yeah. Yeah. Then you're, they're probably going to pass. But there was, I know for sure, there was interest. Yep. You know, earlier in the year, but maybe they went and scouted him and said, eh. Right. Don't love the skating. And again, the fact that it's Bedard and not Fantilli or Carlson changes the way the Hawks roster projects down the road. So, well, it might have been really exciting to think about him and Adam Fantilli together. You can't probably have Bedard and Crystal together because of the lack of size. It's way too small. Yep. All right. What else we got? You guys ready for free agent questions? Yeah. We only got about 100 of them. You ready? Bring it on. No problem. All right. The obvious number one pick will be Connor Bedard, but who should the Hawks target in free agency to pair with them for the next era of Kane Taves? Nobody. You draft. There's, no, the there's next nobody guy. in the free agent class that's going to do that. Yeah, nobody. Uh, you want Kane and Taves with Bedard, you have to draft the Jonathan Taves to Connor Bedard's Patrick Kane. Unless you want to sign free agents Kane and Taves. Sure. <laughs> but you, where's sure. the dirt? <laughs> yeah, I, you're not going to sign anybody. That's not in this free that's, agent that's, class. No, that is a drafted type player. This free agency class, if you, if you're going to dip into it, which you probably have to, you do have to go get a couple of guys. They're going to be the guys that are short-term tradable contracts, much like we saw last summer. Yep. Yeah, maybe specifically those guys. Maybe. Could be Domi and Athanasiu again, or one of the two, or something like that. But <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be the same mindset. I think if you're going to bring in a player of higher caliber, it's going to be via trade, taking on a bad contract, something like that. It, they're not even bad contracts. It's just giving somebody cap relief. Right. Yeah. You know, the, as the, the Hawks had the to do The guy I really starting to look towards in this free agency class starting to make more and more sense, and it's a guy that will get you a least third-round pick at the draft or at the trade deadline, you need help down the middle. I signed Lars Eller to a one-year deal. Sure, sure. The Avalanche not gave up what a second or a third-round pick to get him at the deadline. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm I'm not he, opposed to that. He's a guy that always gets traded at the deadline because teams want bigger centermen that can win faceoffs for the playoffs, and that's what he is. So mm-hmm. that's that's a guy I look uh, look for this off season. I'm not with that. Not there is nobody out there that's going to be a cornerstone type player and still be effective when this team is good. Right. Agree. Next. Who is the best free agent or trade piece to bring in that would mentor Bedard the best? Edzo mentioned Marty LaPointe on BH <laughs> Talk for 88 and 19. So a guy that is comparable to him, a couple cups and four should like it, get a point when you need it. Jordan Stahl, Marcus Foligno. All right. We, we've kind of already kinda said already that. Touched on but, this. like, the enforcer thing. The enforcer thing. I'm working on, a, on an article about do the Blackhawks need to bring in a protector for Connor Bedard? I think they're already here. Uh, it's, not, like, it's not Al Secord and Dennis Savard. Right. It's, it's not that game anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Al Secord was Dennis Savard, Savard's personal bodyguard, but he also scored 50 goals a year. Yes. Like, he also, he also <laughs> right. was really yeah. good. Right. So – you know, you don't. You have Connor Murphy that will stick up for yourself. Like, how many protectors did Patrick Kane have in his entire career? Not many. Jared Tenorti's here too. Jared Tenorti, Connor Murphy will, will will mix it up. You know, of all the guys to bring it, I keep hearing the name Tyler Bertuzzi. I don't want anything to do with a Bertuzzi. Steve Eiserman traded a young, effective player as right at the cusp of his team getting out of rebuild mode into contending mode for a reason. Like, that's a huge red flag for me. Yeah. You know, people have brought Milan Lucic's name up. No, keep that plug oh. out of here. Like, th- there's no need for that. Connor Bedard doesn't need to have a knuckle draggler on his, on his line to protect him. You know what will happen? Team takes run, t- takes run at him, score on power plays. That will stop teams from taking yeah. runs at, yeah. your, at your best players. Now, do you need to get some tougher, some more physical guys? Sure, but you don't need to bring in a guy – just to protect Connor Who's protecting Bedard. McDavid? He doesn't I mean, need Darnell protection. Nurse is on the team, and he's tough, but he's also a good player. They, they tried that Cassian. with Zach Cassian. How did that work? Yeah. yeah like it's, no, no. Connor, you're not taking runs at Connor McDavid because they're going to score on you in the power play yeah. every damn time. And he's going to skate past you. And yeah, and, he, so, and as far as the mentoring, I think that's way overrated. I mean, yeah, it, you do need guys that can help you with things, but, yeah. like, the whole, oh, Patrick Kane would be the perfect. No. 
You've got guys. You've got. We he just mentioned no Seth Jones. Interest in that either. Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, Tyler Johnson are great professionals. They're already there. Mm-hmm. That are already here. Tyler Johnson won back-to-back Stanley Cups just two years ago. Right. And he's got the work ethic that you want. No, no, there's no work ethic. Like, I think Connor Bedard's work ethic is going to mentor a lot of guys in that locker room. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of young guys that Bedard is going to mentor right away just when they, he leads by example. That's what Taves did. Mm-hmm. So I think the mentoring thing is overrated, and I think the enforcer slash protector thing is overrated. You don't, you, I think you've got enough here already. You want to bring back Max Domi to do that role? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll take a dumb penalty for you. Yes. He's, <laughs> he went out and, and protected Kane twice this past season. Yeah. And he could score some goals. So that's the guy I'd bring in. But otherwise, you know, I don't, we don't need, you know, Mike, Michael Wagner says Evander Kane. No. No, no I think he's saying protect oh, Connor McDavid. McDavid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. But, you know, he's, no. but he's also a guy that could score. But he's just a, like yeah. Tom Wilson. No, thank you. I don't want yeah. those guys are liabilities. Yeah. You don't need a, a meathead here uh, to do that. That doesn't fit the plan right now. That said, I would love to cover Ryan Reeves. Sure. I don't know what it does hockey-wise, but it you would know be what? fun that, for us. That, like, <laughs> you know who I would rather do? Vegas is a team that, that's going to need some salary cap release. I take one of their bad contracts and make them give me Keegan Colasar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. Give me Keegan. I don't want Ryan Reeves <laughs> when you, you can give me Keegan Colasar. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's the guy I would bring in here. $1.4 million for the next two years. That, that's sure. very doable. Yeah. I mean, it's, and he's also familiar with the area. Former Chicago Wolf. Yep. There you so, yeah. Wouldn't, and, wouldn't, he's, and he's a former Seattle Thunderbird. Hey. He'd fit right in. Checks a lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah. And I covered him when he was at the Woods. He's a great kid, too. Nice guy that can punch your teeth down your throat. Sounds good. And That's score good. a goal. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I would I would enjoy Reeves though. He seems like a fun dude to I would enjoy to talking to Ryan Reeves yeah. and then the second he stepped on the ice, I'd be like, What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the game. Why do you think you played? <laughs> do you think you should be playing? Uh Beck says, uh, what have Colasar's stats been? In the playoffs, he's got uh five points in seventeen games. So he's uh, he's you not know, a point producer, you right? Know. Uh, in the regular season, eighteen points in seventy-four games this year, but that's that's not what he's here for. Um, you he's know. a phys- physical player, yeah. down down the lineup player, but yeah, fits that like protector yep. role. And and as as our OG diehard region rev says, we don't. Not every move is centered on Connor Bedard. You have to build your team. Right, that includes Connor Bedard. Um, yeah. So I think Connor Bedard has the talent enough that he doesn't need to be, you know, babysat from day one. No, I mean, there's a reason he's this level of prospect. Yeah. You've got guys in the locker room already that can help him make that transition. You know how long that transition in the NHL is going to take Connor Bedard? About eight shifts. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Over under eight shifts. And he's like, I got this. Yeah. Um, Bex wants to know about penalty minutes. 68. Regular season, 38 oh, in the so playoffs. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I like right. Ke- I've always been a big fan of Keegan Colasar. I don't – that's just throwing a name out there. I'm not saying he's available. Yeah, maybe not. But that's a name maybe I fun. ask. Yeah. Like, hey, you want us to take sure. on Alec Martinez's contract, throw in Keegan Colasar. I'm listening on that. That's for sure. All right. What else we got, Steven? Who are the fastest skating forwards in free agency other than Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi? Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi. That's, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, as far as straight line speed, I think Athanasi is probably the fastest on the market. I, I, I can't I can't think off the top of my head of anybody that's out there that's as far as straight line, you know, speed that is gonna out no outrace there, There's Athanasiu. Not a lot of speed out there. This free agent class is, is old <laughs> and not very fast. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at some of these guys here. Petrarelli has got some speed, but now he just blew out his yeah, Achilles. Yeah, but he doesn't have any Achilles. Time. He's coming off two straight yeah. blown out Achilles. I think that speed might Tarasenko be. Tarasenko used to be fast. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of speed. Yeah, there's here. just not a ton. Tyler Bertuzzi, maybe, but we already I talked about so. we don't want him. Um, Nyquist at 34 years old. Yeah, no. uh, if you're looking for speed in this free agency class, you're going to be seriously disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Not there. That's um, it. Athanasiu and Domi are the guys. Seems like it. Yep. Hey. 
What else they have an opportunity season? to bring both of them back if they want. Yeah. It's got to be a lot more tempting now, too. We've all been saying KD should get some guys via trade or free agency to play with Bedar, but would it be the worst idea to just ride it out for a season with guys like Radish, Reichel, Tyler Johnson, and wait until next summer to do some shenanigans? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. See, there's another guy we didn't talk about. Taylor Radish Go can be it. your protector of yeah. Connor Bedard. Or Boris Kachuk, if he can keep up with them. Like, those are guys <laughs> that are willing. They're bigger guys. I'm I'll be right there. Those are bigger guys <laughs> that can, you know, help, you know, protect him. No, I think that's – he hit the nail on that. There's no reason to go crazy this offseason. They're not going to. The idea is if you can bring in assets to do it, cool. Yeah. Like, if they're going to give you Besser and 11 for 19 and some fodder, yes, because it makes sense because you're moving up in the first round. That does not derail the plan at all. No. I think just going after a bunch of free agents doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think – yeah, you don't. You're you're not gonna piece together your team completely through trades and free agency just for this season, right? Um, they they have a lot of options to bring in some players like that and and you know potentially work around things for for asset management. But yeah, you don't you don't need to completely go crazy just because the options are out there doesn't mean you need to take all of them. Um, and one of the options is just you know maybe a few one or two players to kind of insulate the lineup just a little bit, and then you, you roll with most of the guys you did this past season, that's fine. And then we'll, you know, we'll talk about the lottery again next, next off season. Sure. I think, was, was Jordan Stahl mentioned in an earlier question? Yes. Just a quick note. Uh, it sounds like he's not going to be a free agent, that Carolina, is their, their owner was like, let's bring it all back. We were hurt, and we were still close. We're going right. to bring everybody that's back. That's not wrong. I it just... sounds like Jordan Stahl will, will – stay in Carolina, which, you know, he, he's been there his old, well, not his old career, but he's been there for a long time. A long time. He's and the captain, right? Yeah, he's yeah. the captain. So I think he's not on the market. That wouldn't be a guy I wouldn't hate bringing in for a one-year deal. Not jumping I, I, over the table I, for no, him, though. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be on the market. All right. Steven? If you could get any three players in the league right now to come play for the Hawks, what three <laughs> would you pick and why? This is a major hypothetical, Kale obviously. McCarr, Connor McDavid, Matthew and Kachuk. Nathan McKinnon. Mm. Those are my yeah. three. Give me Kachuk. I want the fastest players possible. Yeah, definitely Kale McCarr. <sighs> Connor McDavid, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, no, I don't want him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Kachuk gives you that edge. You know, McKinnon... Gives you that speed as well. Um, you know, is there a stay-at-home, like, defensive defenseman to add to that mix? Maybe. Uh, but definitely McCarr and McDavid are at the top of my list. Yeah. And then it comes down to, you know, if I've got Bedard, I, I probably have to go Kachuk to give you that 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 sandpaper. Yeah. Sure, and those, in, those tangible intangibles that <laughs> everybody loves so much. Because um, if I got Bedard, I probably don't need need. <laughs> nah, um, don't need but, him. But uh, you know, um, no goalie, no, no. Look at the Vegas Knights are doing. You don't need the, you don't <laughs> yeah. need the. You just goalie. need five replacement level goalies, and one of them will pan out to have a hot I season. Think the Hawks have at least two already. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm not going crazy over the goalie because how long did it take Bobrovsky to finally figure it out in Florida? Um, I think we're we're figuring we're we're learning that, and I know we're just a year removed over Vasilevsky leading the Tampa to two cups and three straight Stanley Cup finals. But I think the analytic world has kind of made goaltending not as important as it used to be. I mean, you still need the guys that are going to make the the sa- the timely saves. Um, yeah, but I think I think we're going to see more teams go with two. A slightly above replacement level goalies as opposed to trying to find the one Hall of Fame goalie. Yeah. It's much easier to get two good guys than one elite, elite guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I'm still going McCarr, McKinnon, and McDavid. I know we've got more, but we're going to take a little break here, here and remind you that you should start watching your TV with Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. 140 plus live channels of sports shows movies and news you can stream live tv from any device and watch the most chicago sports for the lowest price start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial at fubotv.com chgo 
Unlike cable, there's no contract. There is no hassle. You just sign up and start watching. You get a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. And you can watch your local teams while traveling. You got the WNBA, the NBA finals, right? NBA finals. NBA finals are, yeah, they're set. Yeah, it's uh, I know Thursday. Between the Miami and DNVR. Ah, yes. The Heat. Yes, two eight seeds. Wayne Wade and company. From South Florida are in the championship against finals. Against the Nuggets. Go Nuggets. And Jokic, yep. right? Yes. You are, yes. You are correct. For a while, but yeah. And uh, Jamal Murray. I'm trying to think of a I don't know anybody. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, man. He, uh, former Nuggets. Right? He just announced he just his retirement retired. a few days ago. He just retired, yeah. Former Bull. Former Bull. <laughs> yeah, for about <laughs> yes. 20 minutes, yeah. Is Chris Jackson What's still on the Nuggets? Man, there you go. <laughs> Chris Mullins? Oh, no, he was a Warrior. A warrior. warrior. Yeah, yeah all right. There you go. See, that's first more my basketball. Now it starts and ends. Alan Iverson played in the Nuggets. He did. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember that at all. When they had the he with with Carmelo with the the baby blue jerseys. I remember that. Cool. See? I remember I that no too. Recollection. <laughs> uh, anyway, Cubs and White Sox. I know them. They're on marquee and NBC Sports Chicago. Of course, you got F one, UFC, uh, and here here's the important thing. If you're a Cub fan and you want to stream. Marquee Sports Network, Fubo is the only place to do it. Of course, you get NBC Sports Chicago for all the Bulls, Sox, Hawks action coming up with Fubo TV. Use the link in our description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Hey, and if you're watching Cubs and Sox and Chicago teams on Fubo and you want more, well, then you need to become a CHGO diehard because that's where you're going to get the absolute best coverage of our Chicago teams. We've got Vinny Duber, we got Ryan Herrera, our beat writers for the Cubs and Sox, and you can get access to all the written content when you become a diehard for your low yearly membership fee. You get all the premium written content is unlocked for you, and that's for all across our board. That gives you access to the rebuild report Mario and I put together for the Blackhawks that will pick up again uh, next season. It'll be even more important. Uh, than it was this past year. Plus, in addition to all that premium written content, you're going to get one free shirt or hat when you sign up, and you'll get that every year as you renew. Plus, you're going to get 20% off all your purchases as a diehard member. That includes on all your merchandise. And if you're going to buy a ticket to any of our awesome events, Bears Tailgates, Stadium Takeovers, um, you know, any event we're doing that's a ticketed item that you got to buy a ticket to, you're going to get a discount on that as well. Plus, you're going to get access to our members only Discord lounge where, hey, on mailbag Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, whatever day of the week, your Thursday, questions get Friday. top priority because uh, we, we love our diehards. So go head over to allchgo.com, become a diehard, and we're going to send you this awesome little gift box that's over here, there. Uh, it comes with stickers and your, your free shirt and your very cool membership card. So go head over to allchgo.com, become a diehard today, and start reaping the benefits of being one of our diehards. Plus, we'll love you forever and always. Yeah. That's priceless. That's free, though. We do that anyway. A <laughs> uh, couple questions in the chat. I want to get to Windy City Hockey. Had one a little bit up there, Stephen. Just a few spots up there. Uh, would you guys consider buying out Peter Morazic and signing a vet goalie that has no. a better history of staying healthy? Nope. Nah, I think you you're okay. Because I, I, I think they're going to do, if both guys are healthy, you're probably looking at a close to 50-50 split anyway. Yeah. And then you get Stauber up here. Maybe you give Camesso a look at some point. Yeah. Now nah, I think they're pretty they're pretty content with what they if, got. If I'm bringing in a veteran, I might bring in a veteran to go to Rockford. Sure. Who Hudobin. <laughs> so then it's probably a bunch of electrical. No, you, be, you get a, you get a guy to go to Rockford, and then if Mrazic or when Mrazic gets hurt, you call up that veteran so the two kids can stay there and keep playing. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Because you play a lot of back to your weekends are essentially. Back to back, sometimes three and three, three, three and three, three and so, four, even too. Yeah. yeah. So you get a you you bring in a veteran guy that can come on a two way deal. He can start every third or fourth game in the AHL, and then when you need somebody here, you call him up so Camezo and Stalberg can keep on playing. And I agree with Michael in the chat. Says the only buyout he could see is Nikita Zaitsev. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. If they're going to buy someone out, that's probably where it would be. Just to free up a roster spot for defense. Yeah. They've got no loyalty or commitment to Zaitsev. He's he was no. okay last he year. Was, yeah, he's all right. But you, it, honestly, it, he. I hate saying this about players, but he's he probably serves them better as an open roster spot and dead money this year. 
than yeah. than actually being on the roster. Because it's more important for a guy like Isaac Phillips or Alec Vlasic to play no. yep. 82 games than hitting the cap floor with a guy taking up a roster spot. Yep, I agree. All right. Next. From Mike, the Blackhawks fan. Next season, Matthews and Dreisaitl are free agents. Do you take one over the other based on Bedard being a true number one center? Well, we don't know Dreisaitl, if Bedard is a true number one center. And Dreisaitl's not a free agent until 2025. Yeah, it's next year. That's the next right. year. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, summer going into the 25, 26 we season. We still don't know if Matthews is going to be a free agent. Um, a lot of things, I'm sure. The, the Maple Leafs just announced Brad Tree Living as their new GM. Mm. Um, so... Have fun I'm, with that. I'm sure the first thing he's going to do is talk to Austin Matthews and let him know what his plan are. Better be. Uh, well, I mean, but based on what we've been hearing out of Toronto over the last couple of weeks, I think it's Brendan Shanahan that has to explain what the what the plan is because if Tree Living wants to make any major move, he's got to get it approved by uh, yeah. a board of three different owners. <laughs> so have fun with that. Yeah. Um, so we don't know. I mean, and it doesn't it from from everything I've kind of gathered it doesn't sound like they're actually going to get a deal done like he might go into this season right. with that no movement clause and yep. be on they an have expiring to have it done deal by july 1st because july 1st he gets a full no movement clause yeah. entering his last year of his contract and i'm sure that'll go over very well in toronto oh absolutely that that won't he won't be asked about that a million Oof. times so yeah. uh yeah remember what kane and Taze went through yeah. mm. multiply that by a hundred yeah. um so yeah, I don't I don't envy them at all, and it seems like Toronto, the only change they're going to make is, is probably the one they didn't have to make. Dubis for tree living, yeah, and which uh, is a, a downgrade, I I would say. Yeah, if, the, if both those guys are free agent GMs, well, they are, I guess technically. They were, yeah, <laughs> but Dubis is clearly the better choice. I think so. Mm, I don't know. It's it's not a wide gap, but I I would go See, with Dubis. Dubis to me, I don't know what living. he's fully capable based on the reports we've heard. Like, what right. did he want to do that got shot right. down? Yeah. They could have made the team better, or they could have made him even worse. Well, he, we he, don't know. He crapped the bed last deadline. This year. But we also don't know, did he have something? Did he, was he willing to give up the first for Marc-Andre Fleury? There, was told no. What was, the, what was the – there was a report that the deal originally that they wanted to try and do was, uh, was Hagel and Fleury – for like their first and nice or something like that. I have to go. I, I'd yeah, have to look at something I like, like, like Dubas wanted to do Hagel and flurry for nice and like a first or something like that. I oh was gosh. just like, Hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, that'd be nice. We don't know what he's fully capable of until he's given yeah. full control. Mind nice. So yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe some of my rants against Kyle Dubas was, uh, ill-informed and, and not necessary, <laughs> but I'll still stand by those words. Just just take out otherwise. the name Dubis and put in Shanahan. We'll overdub yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's not even I don't even know if it's Shanahan. There's literally three owners that have to Right. Approve, it's a company that owns approve, the, the, the every leaves. major move has to get approved by a board. Which also delays them trying to do things too. I think there were a couple times Dubis was trying to do something and by the time he got heard back from his board of owners, it was gone. The the deal was done. Like so doesn't seem like an efficient way to run things. No. It's certainly not. And uh boy, I, it's gotta be frustrating as a GM. I can't wait for the Kyle Dubas book in a few years when he spills the beans <laughs> yeah. and when he's a retired old wise GM at age forty seven and he wants to write that <laughs> tell all book about his days in Toronto. I will read that book. Yep. How many more we got, Steven? We got four left, and we're 54 minutes in, so we're Ooh. doing pretty good. There was right, 16 let's, to let's start. Let's rifle through them here. All right, let's, All right. let's get a quick shot. From Brandon Walker. I know he's been a bust so far, but what about Jonathan no. Drouin? No. Oh, man, I didn't get to no finish Jonathan that one, Duran. guys. Nope. No. no. It's never worked. It will never work. No. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with not. And you want to bring him in on league minimum to serve a roster spot? Not interested. Eh, fine. No. Put wacky in traits. Yeah. I mean, how many chances do you get before you realize you're just not there? Yeah. Why don't we bring in Alex Galchenyuk while we're at it? Sure. Neil Yakupov. <laughs> there you go. Give him one more look. Yeah. Alex Nylander, too. Yeah. Yep. All of them. Sorry, nothing personal, but <laughs> nah. Pass on Duran. All right. From Rain Man MP, what do you guys think about trading for Taylor Hall from Boston? They have a cap crunch coming, and he would check a lot of boxes for the Blackhawks. Also, the main reason would obviously be for the lottery <laughs> luck mojo. Yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. All jokes aside, Boston, they've got nothing to give you to sweeten that deal. Yeah. Uh, they, if you're going to take, you're not taking Taylor Hall as a favor. You're going to want something from him for the next three drafts. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> for the next three drafts, 
Boston has one first-round pick, and it's not until 2025, and then two third-round picks. They don't have a second-round pick until 2026. In 2024, they don't have any picks until the fourth round. They, they needed to win yeah. the cup this year. Yeah. They, they, they went all that, the way in. They, they're screwed. They don't have cap space. They don't have draft capital. And they don't have very many prospects either. No. Welcome to the 2025 lottery Boston Bruins. Like maybe even as soon as 2024. Yeah. The wheels are going to come off of that fast. Now, if they actually had something to give me with Taylor Hall, I'd make that trade. There's just nothing there that makes it worth taking on that contract yeah it's not a ridiculously his, bad no, two contract. years left contract's six. not terrible two no. years uh, left with six six million if they had a first round pick to throw in with it's the that? same thing as besser right yeah a little bit less actually <laughs> yeah but I'd besser would be coming with something else sure right taylor hall's not coming with something mm-hmm. else because there's nothing to give to sweeten the pot yeah Linus, yeah i mean Linus allmark do you want jake debrusque as a throw in no we could have had no. him for dylan strome yeah yeah i <laughs> don't you remember the trade would have made perfect sense. I'm just looking, and it's like there's really nothing. No. They ha- they there's they're they're co- they're consistently in the last three four years one of the worst prospect systems. They don't when have you any picks. The rankings because they don't pick anybody. Yeah, exactly. So and when yeah. they do, they pick three players in a row that don't hit their their ceilings. Yep, they need Don Sweeney. I Man. like yeah, a lot of his. A lot of his blemishes were covered up by that amazing regular season, but they're going to be not good for a while. And you don't help them out just because yeah, you feel tough. for them. So, yeah. yeah. How, many to- how many teams help the Blackhawks out without having to give them? Nobody. Right. Yeah, nobody without. did. So it's not happening. Nope. All See right. You. Two more. From Chad Campbell, has Bob played his way from an Albatross contract to a marketable piece? And if you were Zito, would you, trade, would you look to trade him this offseason if so? Yes. If it's not going to happen this offseason, it's never going to happen. I don't think he's playing his way out of an Albatross contract because – he he would have to take what he's doing in the playoffs and translate it to not one but two regular seasons to not be an albatross contract and at that at that point he's only on a one year deal at that point to prove like hey i was worth it like yeah well yeah it, it's it's I'm, i think he's playing I suggest him. too if i'm bill zito am i looking to move him oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yes, yes definitely ride the trade, ride the wave his trade value has never been higher since landing in in florida and so. it probably won't be no especially if they win the cup you know does a team desperate for a goalie make a dumb move maybe you hope yep. uh if it doesn't happen this offseason it's never gonna happen one more yeah one more guys one we'll more get the super we got, chat we got a super chat here with Adar joining the organization, wouldn't now be a great time to change the logo? People are going to buy the jersey no matter what. I feel like the NHL makes a point to hide the logo on promos, but that was a lot easier without a general generational talent to market. I mean, uh, don't think the team is thinking that way, um, because if you were going to change the logo, kind of felt like last year was the best option to do it because you you were going to be in, you know you're going to be at the bottom anyways yeah. might as well get all your bad news out at the same time right so i i i don't foresee the logo changing we've had some some conversations i i don't think it's going to change anytime soon it may yeah i i i, I don't see it changing anytime soon um i i don't think Bedard changes that at all no and plus with uh Fanatics taking over. They're not going to have Adidas change the logo for one year. Yeah. They're going to be like, no, we're not doing that. And and it also I, it also feels like that the centennial celebration that the Blackhawks are likely having coming up in the twenty is it the twenty six twenty seven season yeah, or twenty five twenty six? It would be twenty six twenty seven. Twenty six twenty seven. So oh, no, it would be twenty five twenty six because they yeah that would be their one hundredth year. They were established in nineteen twenty six, yeah, right? So that would be their one hundredth season. It wouldn't be the hundred anniversary. It would be their one hundredth season, not yeah. One hundredth season. Ninety nine years, one hundred. So the seventy fifth anniversary season was two thousand two thousand one. So the one hundredth anniversary so would be twenty five twenty six. Twenty five twenty six. Because okay. nineteen twenty six twenty seven was season number one. Maybe that is something that they consider that time frame to be like one hundred years. And now moving into something new, who knows? I, I have no and idea. As we, and as we've talked to Danny Wirtz about this, we talked about we asked him this very question. You can go back and watch it right before opening night. And you know, 
a lot of the pressure to change the logo is not coming from the people that it actually affects. Yeah. I don't think they're in a rush to change it. They may tweak things here and there yeah. along the way, but I don't... The, 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 the rush, the, the, the outcry is not coming from the Native American groups. Quentin says the same thing. Quentin says he's a pretty left-leaning guy, but the tribes in the area don't seem to care. Um, and I've heard, too, from through various grapevines, I guess you'd say, that the tribes feel that the logo going away could be a bit of erasure for them because the only thing keeping Blackhawks name alive is the Blackhawks. And the team has done a lot. Uh, well, not a lot, but they have made a they have made a significant amount of, of change and investment and in, uh, in into the indigenous communities and, and acknowledging a lot more than yeah. they did in the past. Uh, you know, they do the land acknowledgement. Um, it seems like management is focusing more on that, so it doesn't actually seem like they're going away from it. They're kind of trying to lean into it more in a more meaningful way, rather than yeah. just saying, I "Oh, think, well, that's." I mean, that's they're, they're, they want to be like. We're not changing our logo, and here's why. Here's why. Right. And yeah. Here's why you should know about this yeah, person. It's an important piece of history that we don't want to erase. And I'm all for that. Like, I I won't be offended by a Native American logo because I'm not Native American. And if right. people who are part of the indigenous tribes aren't offended, then nobody should be offended. That's how I look at it. I, yes. I think if – and look, I'm sure there are some Native Americans that would prefer it go away. It's a very complicated conversation. Yeah. And of all um, of, of all the things that our Native American communities in this country need to face the challenges on a daily basis, a logo on a, on a sports team is very low on that list. I also think it's different from the Washington team well, yes. and from the Cleveland team right. and the way it's represented. There's no – you go to a Hawks game, there is no Native American aspect to it aside from the logo and the land acknowledgement. There's no tomahawk chop. There's no chant. There's no war chant like the for, like the Seminoles do, mm-hmm. right? Like I think there's different levels of using a Native American logo, and I think the Hawks, for the most part, do it in a pretty respectable way. And now they're truly putting their money where their mouth is. They are making a legitimate investment in these communities. Yeah. Native American Heritage Month is awesome. When they, they have the game with, with it, when yeah. the tribes come out and perform, yeah, it is that was, that was my amazing. Fun, one of the fun best nights of the year. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, I have always had a fascination with Native American culture. Why? Because of the Blackhawks. As a, as a kid, I'm like, that logo is cool. I want to learn about this stuff. And I did. And, I, like, you know, I don't think that it's always just by default good or bad. It's, it's what the organization does with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Hawks, more than any organization with a Native American logo, have done as good or better job than, than most of them. Yep. So, and, and that's what matters. Help the communities. Get, help, pe- help people educate people on what the logo means, who yep. Blackhawk was. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, and they do it before every damn game, and it's wonderful. They yeah. do a great job with it. All right, last thing we got is young Dangle guy with the five dollars super chat says Ovechkin led 2022-23 jersey sales, followed by Crosby, Pasternak, Hughes, Matthews. Does Bedard's jersey outsell any two of those combined? Yep. He 100 will be number one. Yeah, I think. Well, I think Bedard's jersey is going to be the top seller next year. Mark yeah, my words. I, like every Hawks fan is going to have one next year. Every mm-hmm. Hawks fan, and there's going to be a lot of people in Canada. That are going to buy them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Bedard jerseys yeah. are going to fly off the shelves. Yep. Like, it, T- Taze and Kane for many, many, many years always found themselves in, in the top 10. Uh, Bedard will, will be at the top of the list. Yep. I think especially next year. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Marc-Andre Fleury was number three in the season, in the, in that you know, two thirds of a season he played here, and so, everybody knew he was getting traded. Right? Yeah. Obviously, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's definitely going to be uh, Bedard at the top. I I have I have no doubts about that. I also want to say too, like what we just talked about with the logo, and we're saying, hey, the Hawks are doing their thing. I think coming down too hard either way is a bad thing. Say so never change it or absolutely change it. It is a nuanced conversation. It is an ever evolving conversation. And I hope the Hawks stay involved in those conversations. And as the information changes, that they make an educated opinion. I think anyone saying, don't ever do it or do it right now, has not put enough thought into it. Uh, and has not talked to the people that yep. truly it affects. It's a fluid situation, just like everything else. Things change. Yep. And uh, just uh, my advice is just listen to, to the arguments for both and make your own opinion. There you go. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We are back tomorrow at 2 o'clock with Liam McHugh, studio analyst from TNT. Allegedly. Always a great guest, <laughs> even though he stood us up last time. I already sent a reminder. 
2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll send him Mountain and Pacific Mountain Times Pacific, tomorrow yeah. just in case. Because uh, I'm sure he's probably in Vegas already getting probably. ready for the well, series. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're doing everything from Vegas. Like, they're going to be on location for so they're in the entire Vegas Cup Final. Pacific time. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Can't wait. Join us tomorrow at 2. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up for Greg and Mario. I'm Jay. Thanks to Steven for producing today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 with Liam McHugh on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.